Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the Wine Podcast for everyone. In this episode, we're going to talk about restaurants, ordering wine, tasting wine, and sending it back. Chuck reviews a white wine from Chile, and I'm going to try a wine beverage from the USA. So for my wine, air brackets around wine, I'm trying a wine beverage today. It's called Gaze. It's a mixture of coconut water, Moscato, and Chardonnay. In the back, it talks about being refreshing, a blend of product from sunny vineyards of California, master blended with coconut water, crafted to enjoy any time. I, I don't know there's master blenders of coconut water, um, but sure. And it says, stop and gaze drink in the moment it does no have a, time like the present moment no yeah exactly we're gonna do this now uh it has a list of ingredients so again this is you can't call it wine it's i guess that's why they're calling it a wine beverage there's never a list of ingredients on wine maybe a list of grapes that are in it but uh really quickly it's carbonated water so the first ingredient is water moscato wine chardonnay wine sugars bracket coconut water concentrate cane sugar, close bracket, natural flavor, citric acid, contains sulfites. Sulfites are not unusual. I poured it into the glass. It looks like white wine. Looks like white wine. Yeah. Yeah. But to sniff it is, this is nothing like I've never, okay, I can't compare it to wine, but I've never smelled anything like this, you know, in a glass of wine. Do you get much of this coconut? Maybe that's, there's something I can't pick out. It's not in my wine vocabulary. I think that's what it is. It's, it's coconut. Well, take one for the team, bottoms up. Here we go. There's a little fizz. So they said carbonated water. There's a lot of pear, maybe some like stone fruit, nectarine kind of thing happening. You know, it's, it's, I, I get it. It's refreshing. It's, it's not just a cold glass of, you know, white wine. Where do you drink this? Like if you're kicking back on the pool, by the pool or by the beach? I grabbed it was I was going through the wine store because it was just something different, unusual. It was inexpensive. It was like under six bucks. So I would, I would encourage you if you're going through the, your local wine store and you see something unusual, grab it. That's how we learn about new stuff. I think I'm going to stick to my wine. Wine without the beverage footnote. Wine sans beverage. That's Gay's Wine Beverage from California. 
$5.90, two out of five star. All right, let's talk about restaurants. Paying triple for wine. Paying, that should be the episode title. Do you order wine in restaurants, Chuck? Only by the glass, rarely by the bottle. Rarely. Only, only by the glass. Why is that? I don't think I'd finish a whole bottle. I don't really want to take it home as much either. Right. And by the glass, I find everyone can just get what they want. Mm, good point. You know, I'm I'm a little bit frugal, and so I see the the pr- the price of the wine by the glass. Not that the bottle's any better, but if you kind of multiply the the price by the glass by four, that's kind of what they're charging for the bottle. And yeah, you got to swallow swallow hard, I guess. But there's sometimes I do just want a glass of wine when I'm out for dinner, and I agree with you. I I tend to go by the glass. Yeah. Plus. Everyone might be eating different things. The same wine may not jive with everyone's food. But you do feel kind of bad paying, say, 15 to 20 bucks for a glass of wine sometimes. When a bottle, you know, we we get bottles for 20 or under. Yeah, that's true. And, I, I, and you're right, like the nine ounce servings I've seen get up in the 20s. Sometimes though, you just, it's just whatever that, that particular meal or that dish that you're having is just nice. It's just oh, a glass of wine. It's perfect with this. Yeah. Plus you're out and it's an occasion. Right. Just make so it, it feels okay. A little more special. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say you're going to a restaurant, pretty nice, you know, kind of a three, four star restaurant. And, you know, you sit down, everybody sits down and, you know, they ask if you want to see the wine list. And I usually say yes, more out of uh, curiosity for, for me. And you, they hand you a wine list that's multiple pages long. Uh, what do you do with that? I usually just look at the first one or two pages, to be honest. Right. Scan the price list, maybe. And usually the buy the glass bottles are there. First, usually on the menu, too. First, usually, yeah. And then I guess there's always that, you know, who wants wine? And you try to decide if you have a bottle or not. But I like your tip for, like, you're all eating something different. Like, just get the right wine for you. Get what you like. Yeah, because the wine by the glass tends to be slightly more expensive than ordering the whole bottle, but slightly, like a couple of bucks. You're, it's not a big difference. Not a huge difference. You, you're going to pay through the teeth either way, so yeah, do whatever fits. I love restaurants. I love going out to eat. They're entitled to make money, you know, but wine is where they make a lot of money, and it can be double to triple the cost of the bottle is, is what we're you know, kind of confronted with. I usually see two and a half to three times the bottle, typically in my area, at least when I look. And if it's a nicer restaurant, you know, you think of the wine as a product and they have hopefully a sommelier, they have storage, they had to import it, they had to have all the serviceware and and the people certified to serve it. So there's, you know, it's not like it's just free free for the restaurant. There's a cost to doing business there. There's work around it. Yep. When I get one of those big wine lists, um, you know, I tend to scan the right side of the page first where the prices are and mm-hmm. then sort of decide who, uh, how, how, how flossy I'm feeling that particular evening. But generally, you can find, so this is going to sound crazy because we're, you know, no smellbuying.com, but you can find good bottles under 100. You should be able to find good bottles in the 30 to $60 range. We're talking about a $20 or less bottle of wine, right, guys? Like, Yeah, you got to multiply by three. A $20 bottle, you're looking to spend probably 60 to $80. Could be that. Wow. Yeah, even that high. That'd be that'd be a lot. Maybe not that much then. Uh, you know, Triple it. some restaurants, that's where they make, they make some good money there. Yeah, sure. For me, 
when I so when I look at the wine list, I'm immediately looking for things I know, and that sort of gives me a sense of what their wine is, the wine list is like. I notice that when you sit down at the table, you normally order your drinks first, but you don't know what you're eating necessarily. Yeah, what do you do? You just start with the aperitif wine, or you think oh, I'm going to order the steak. I should order a cab or a zin or something. That's a great. That's a, such an interesting question because you're absolutely right. You don't know what you're eating the moment that you sit down. So I'd never order wine up front. I will have a water or a cocktail while I navigate the menu and then then I make my wine decision. Yes, okay. 100%. If the restaurant has like more than a few wines, there's going to be somebody probably on staff that knows about them or can answer your questions. Maybe they don't necessarily have a sommelier in the dining room at that moment. Maybe they do. Feel free to ask. That's like they love to talk about it. And that's also that's one of those times I think where you can say like I have you know I want to stick around this budget. Oh, definitely give them your budget. Give right. them something to work with. Yeah, and tell them what you're eating. Tell them what a few of you people are eating. If you're looking for a bottle, absolutely. If you're out for dinner with multiple people and they know you have, or they know you have a wine website and a wine podcast, you have ex- wine experience. Wine experience. Does the wine list go to you? Like a sure, well, yeah, always. Yeah, same. Of course. Always. My go-to move is similar to what we've talked about in other episodes. Um, I'll go with a Cabernet Sauvignon from California, uh, maybe a Zinfandel, and right people pleaser. You know, to me, unless you're with a bunch of wine enthusiasts, this is not the time to pick a random, I don't know, Italian $185 bottle of wine that, you know, they bring it to you and you're like, wow, this tastes like tobacco and leather and, you know, things that not everybody's going to like. No, maybe gray wine, but crowd pleaser time for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the sort of the go-to move is the same as if you're in the liquor store. You like Italian, stick in the Italian section. They're going to have things you never heard of, ask questions. Uh, and for the same reason we just said, if these prices don't get creative. And a lot of restaurants work with importers. So you may not be familiar with a lot of the wines. So that is a good tip. Just stay with the regions that you like drinking from. That's really good advice there. And you're so right because what, what Chuck's referring to is when you import wine or broker it in, it's not. It's probably not wine that you're going to see on the liquor store or the wine store shelf. It's a whole other world. You order your wine. And the person who's serving you, maybe it's a sommelier, probably probably not in most restaurants, uh, definitely in higher end restaurants, you'll have a sommelier in, in-house. And, you know, our, our job is to do exactly what, what you said, understand your budget, understand what you're eating this evening or that day, and know our wine inventory and help recommend wines for you. But the second thing to do is we want to serve it to you and make sure you're enjoying it. That's really key because you just spent a lot of money on some wine. There's this little perform, uh, call it a performance sort of uh, ritual to serving wine at a restaurant. The wine is brought to you at the table, the, the person who ordered it, and they show you the bottle, right? What are you looking for when they show you the bottle, present you the bottle, like it's unopened bottle? What are you What are you looking for, Chuck? I'm just making sure they picked up the right bottle and brought me the right stuff. Exactly. That's exactly what they're doing. And uh, pro tip, uh, the number of times that I've been shown a bottle that does not match the vintage, the year in the, in the menu happens a lot. Like I can't, okay, I've lost true. count. So I've asked, uh, I said, oh, the, you know, the wine list had uh, 2017, that's a 2018. 
they'll either go back and find it or explain that their wine list is not up to date. But you know, no discount. No, no, no discounts. Sadly, the next step is the uncorking of the wine, and you're going to notice they're going to do it very close to you. So they're going to use a waiter's corkscrew. Probably they're going to uh, remove the cork. Watch them do it. They do this thousands of times it's so smooth they're so smooth practice practice yeah non-stop and uh and i've seen some people work corkscrews and they are awkward <laughs> it can be clumsy if you don't know how to work it, it especially can. table side people are watching you yeah and if you watch a sommelier or somebody in service do it right they're holding it in one hand and opening it with the other have you ever noticed that it's much more difficult freestanding it is, it is. And there's a few reasons for it, uh, but one of the main ones is not wanting to splash any wine on the table or the guests. So then they take the cork and they put it down in front of you. What do you do with that? Most people would pick it up and take a big whiff. Uh, so wrong. <laughs> Why? That's what they do in the movies. I know. That's, and then if you, so if somebody does that at your table, keep your eye on the person serving the wine. And if they can, if they manage to not roll their eyes, oh, they're a pro, but no, <laughs> you don't. You don't do that. They're giving you the cork to inspect it for damage. So you're looking to see as the wine seeped up the side of the cork, suggesting that oxygen is a lot of air is getting into the bottle or that the cork is damaged in some way. So look at it, spin it around. It can be stained, like the part that was touching the wine could be stained. That's fine, especially on an older wine. Just make sure there's no visible damage on it and then put it back down. Don't, uh, please don't sniff your corks. Doesn't tell you anything. There's a, there are some circumstances where it could, um, but the average wine drinker wouldn't know it necessarily. So what comes next? Next, the person, we're still on the person who ordered the wine. So we're going to say Chuck ordered the wine. We're going to pour a very small amount of the wine into your glass. Now it's up to you. What do you do with that? So I'll give it a swirl or two and give it a whiff. Would I taste it? Mm, I guess I would. I mean, why not? Yep, that's that's the whole point. So what you're you're not tasting... You're not exactly, what we're asking you to do is check if it's funky or weird to you in some way or tastes off or off-putting, right? Because, you know, you're in a restaurant, there's a lot of smells, there's a lot of things happening. You're not a professional wine drinker, but you just, you taste, you're like, okay, yeah, that tastes, that tastes fine. You know, I, you, maybe you're not going to break down the wine, you know, and do a review on it, but you're just, you're just checking, right? Yeah. We're checking that the label's what I wanted. I'm checking that the cork isn't damaged and I'm checking that it doesn't taste weird. When your food comes to you on your plate, you look at it first. It's <laughs> a great analogy. Yes, yeah. exactly. So then the server will pour the glasses of everybody else who's drinking wine and yours will be left to last. And then you will get your wine. So don't worry, they're coming back. <laughs> and that's the that's the little dance we do at um, ordering wine in a restaurant. So table service. Table service, yeah. Yep. Let's say, you know, you're out... And you're celebrating something big and you ordered a, a really fancy bottle of wine. If they have a sommelier or a wine professional in the and they're serving it to you, if you want to have like big bonus points, ask the sommelier if they would like to try the wine with you. They love that. And it happens it happens from time to time. I bet they do like that. Yeah. I went to a steakhouse and I brought my own wine. You can do that, right? At some places, yeah. Yeah. And I think it depends on the laws of wherever you happen to live. Yep. And when you bring your own wine to a restaurant, you know, you're depriving the restaurant of some revenue. So there's usually a, what's called a corkage fee. What is that? Usually 25 to 40 bucks. I think 
think like 30 bucks. Around 30 bucks. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just the, you're just sharing, you know, with the restaurant. And remember, you're going to probably, you can bring any bottle of wine you want. You could bring a, you know, a mass market wine, or you could bring a, a bottle that's $150. You could. And, but remember that $150 bottle of wine would have been 300 for the, for the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I brought a bottle that was, it was nice. It was a nice wine. It was uh, something fancy from California. And the person working the table recognized it, you know, sort of eyes, you know, opened a little bit wide. It was like, oh, hey, nice. <laughs> and um, I said, yeah, why don't you, um, they're going to open it. Just because you, just to be clear, they're serving alcohol to you. There are rules about that. So they are going to open the bottle and they're going to pour the bottle, even though it's already yours. I know that seems weird. And I said, hey, yeah, why don't you grab a glass and have a sip with me? And they were, it was like Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they were, they were really um, pleased about it. And then some, and they're, they're, they're kind of looking at me they're like, oh, are you into wine? I'm like, yeah, I'm into wine, la, la, la. And then somebody at my table sniffed the cork and she... <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever sent wine back? I've brought it back to the store, but never at a restaurant. And it's never really happened. But yeah. I would. Yeah. I think there's some, what's the word I'm looking for? Trepidation? No. Uh, I think there's some people are nervous about sending wine back that, you know, you're going to one, sort of make cause a fuss. And two, there's some wine professional, you know, who's sort of going to sort of judge you or, you know, try and convince you that the wine is fine. True. So generally, I have sent wine back at a restaurant. It's It's rare. If they have to get rid of a bottle, that's profit, right? That's not right for them. That's bad for them. So the restaurants go to great lengths to store the wine correctly, know they're getting it from a good winery. Like, But sometimes there is something off with the wine. Like if you ordered a wine, you you know, you know made your way through the wine list and you picked a wine, you said, I want this wine. And then it comes to your table and you're drinking it and you're like, I don't like this. Uh, it's kind of your problem. It's not about like. That's right. It's about, is it okay wine? Yeah. Okay meaning, is it faulty or not? Yeah. If it's faulty, you can send it back. If you just don't like it or you ordered the wrong thing, that's on you. Yeah, it, it, it kind of is. Now, a good restaurant who wants to keep their customers happy, like if you called the person over, the server over and said, hey, you know, I really don't like this wine. They're the first going to ask, is there anything wrong with it? Like to your point, Chuck, they, they, is there something wrong? They're probably going to take it back because they just want you to be happy. But that's sort of not the way this works sh- or should work. If you taste, let's say this is what's happened to me is we ordered some wine we did the dance right we did the the, the label and the cork and the taste mm-hmm. and in the, when we had the taste like the bottle was just opened it's a little taste so let's say 20 minutes has gone by now the wine has interacted with the air it's you know maybe warmed up a little bit because you're supposed to store wine a little bit cooler than room temperature and it was funky there, there was something wrong and um I called the uh, I called the the wine guy in the store over. Said, "Hey, this is there's something wrong with this." And he grabbed a glass and took a little bit. And right away, he's like, "Oh, yeah, something's something's not right." You can usually identify pretty quickly if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, and you'll hear people use the term "corked." You heard of this? I've heard of it. Yeah, people throw it around like, "Oh, this this wine's corked." Well, maybe it's actually unusual. Uh, but there could be other things that's happened to the wine. For instance, have you heard of bottle shock? No. 
So let's say you take a wine and you move it in transit and it's been shaken up and maybe the temperature's changed. Uh, the wine will go really weird, can go can go really weird. And that's called bottle shock. And if, once you just leave it alone for a few hours or a day, it goes away. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's probably not bottle shock at the table. I, I would like to think the wine's been sitting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It's probably just come from their storage. Mm-hmm. So you know, oh, no problem. We'll take it away. They make sure they take the glasses away because your glasses are has got bad wine in it. You should get new glasses. They came back with a second bottle. Same thing. Label, cork, taste. Okay. It was off. Now, this is, I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy snapping my fingers and saying, you know, garçon, this is unacceptable. Like I'm feeling really awkward at this point. Yeah. Cause you're, you know, you're telling people this is you're you're giving me something that's bad, not on purpose, but we got to go through this again now, right? And I'm gonna be that guy, and I, you know, I also don't want to be the guy who's like, well, I'm a sommelier. That's not my move. That's not how I roll. And my the people I was dining with tasted their glasses and were like, yeah, this is something off. So okay, it was expensive wine. Do it again, kind it all over. Say this isn't right. He tastes it. He's like, oh, maybe maybe it's not. But you could say he was getting kind of a annoyed. And this was a nice restaurant. It's like, okay. So he takes the bottle away and comes back with another quote unquote bottle, but it's open. Yeah. That's the same bottle. That's exactly. And I looked at it and I looked at him and I was, I was, I said, I can't, what exactly I said, I basically something effective. I'm in the industry and that's okay. an open bottle of wine. And I'm guessing it's one of the first two that we had at the table. He didn't fight. He didn't say anything. He just took it away. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, you could get that over on someone else, probably. Make sure they're bringing you unopened wine if you do get a second bottle. (laughs) Yeah, table side open. Good rule of thumb. So say there's only two people dining and you do bring a bottle or you buy a bottle and you don't finish it. You know, you might have to drive home. You're just not feeling that second glass. Mm. Can I bring it with me? I bought, I paid for it. I'm not going to just leave it here. Yeah, that's or do a, I have to? That's an excellent question because you did pay and pay well for it. Uh, it depends where you live. Oh, yeah, that's there's laws usually about that. They're getting a lot more progressive. Where we where we are, we can take it home. They uh, will place the cork back in it, uh, not all the way, but as best they can, and take it. And you can take it home. Yeah, because I remember years years ago, you couldn't. It was not allowed to drive around with open alcohol containers. Oh, now we're into a different issue. And I think that has to be out of the reach of the driver. Oh, so if you put in the trunk? Yeah. I see. Yeah. You definitely don't want to get pulled over with an open bottle of wine on the passenger seat. On the passenger seat in your glove box or in your cup holder? (laughs) Yeah, cup holder. Not great. Not great. No. Yeah. Out of reach of the the driver. Check your own locality regions laws about that. But I know that's pretty common. Yeah. I'm not bailing your ass out of jail. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I knew that. So to sum up our suggestions about restaurants and wine, we suggest ordering by the glass. Pick what you like so everyone can pick what they like. You can get a bottle. It's no problem. Buy the bottles. An okay option as well. If everyone's eating sort of the same thing and likes kind of the same wine. Don't be afraid to ask the sommelier to pick your wine for you. Tell them your budget. Tell them what you're eating. Feel free if the restaurant allows to bring your own bottle. There's a corkage fee at some places where they'll serve it for you. 
if you don't finish your bottle, you can have them cork it and you can bring the rest home. If you do order a bottle in a restaurant, when it comes to you, check the label, check the vintage, make sure you get what you ordered, have a taste, smell it. You don't need to smell the cork, just the wine. If it smells bad, ask the waiter to also try it and tell them you think it's bad. And don't be afraid to send it back if you think something's wrong. Chuck, what's your wine today? Adobe Reserva Sauvignon Blanc Organic 2020. Tastes like citrus, pineapple, mineral, honeydew. Light medium body, extra dry with a lime zest finish. From Chile, New World style, 5 out of 5 stars. $13.95. Wine beverage. Yeah, probably has to say that. Stop and gaze. Drink in the moment. Because <laughs> sugary wine? Yeah, like I a, think it's uh, going to be. What percentage? Of, how strong is that? It's four and a half percent. So it's like Canadian beer strong. Well, it's light beer strong. Light beer, yeah. <laughs> What's the reason for return, sir? It's pretty terrible. <laughs> is that <laughs> a good reason? It is a good reason. Adobe Reserva Cabernet. Oh my God, I keep saying Cabernet. What is it? It's not. It's fucking Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, Sauvignon Blanc. But I didn't, the wine didn't inspire me to write more. Yeah, that's fair too. And they call it Pinot Gris. Uh, it just annoys me. <laughs> yeah, I don't need the extra names. <laughs> Where are we? Forty minutes? Wow, the two we are getting good. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wine Podcast for everyone. Be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, as it helps other people find us. Yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. We know they drink wine too. <laughs> For more information on any of the wines we discussed, go to nosnobwine.com or check the show notes for links. The Wine Podcast for Everyone is a production of No Snob Media. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.